don't want to take up too much of your time, but I figured we could just kind of let's just jump in and talk about your week. And okay. I think I think having someone on who, frankly, had a really heartbreaking uh, qualifying day, and now finds yourself getting a phone call a week later um, that you're in the U.S. Open. What yeah. what was that kind of experience like from the the darkness in Springfield to getting that call and and getting thrust into Palmer Cup. I mean, you didn't have much time to wallow. You just had to keep playing golf. But um, mindset, talk about Springfield, whatever, wherever you want to start. But just set the table for us. Yeah, um, I, I, I guess I can just kind of start at Springfield. Um, yeah, I had I had a really really good day at Springfield um, last year qualified with five under for two rounds, um, didn't have a playoff. And then this year, um, they didn't tell, they don't tell us the number of spots until morning of. Yep. So, you know, last year was eight spots and I thought that the field this year was just, just as strong or pretty darn close. And we woke up and, and went to the course Monday morning and they said five. So, um, it was a little bit, I guess just a little bit of a changed expectation of how many spots there was going to be. Um, but the course was playing, I'd say, pretty similar to last year. Greens were firm. A um, little bit of wind, but nothing crazy. Um, and, and, you know, I, I just figured a couple rounds of three under or so would definitely be good. Um, and then I shot five under the first round. And I think I was in like a five-way tie for first or something after that round. I think maybe Dylan Wu shot a couple better, but like I think even after the five under to start, I would have been like in a in a pretty good playoff to make it. Um, and then played pretty well the first nine of the second round. Got off to a good start. Uh, made the turn. Um, you saw that putt I made on one last year. Yep. <laughs> uh, I had a pretty a pretty similar birdie this year different way but I hit it in the right rough and I had to punch it under trees ran it up to the back of the green and it came all the way back down to like three or four feet so it was another like miracle birdie on the first hole which was my 10th um nice. and then I hit I hit it close in there on two and made eagle and I think that got me to eight I think so um I felt at that point pretty good about it but talking with my caddy Jake we were like he, he was kind of checking scores and we saw that there was just a ton of guys between, you know, five and 10 under and yep. things can happen quick out there, especially with only five spots. Um, so I was just trying to keep getting opportunities, getting looks. Um, I had it inside 20 feet the next, all the way from three to eight. And I just didn't make one. Yeah, I hit a bunch. Of, I hit a bunch of good putts. Um, nothing went in. I missed like a six footer on uh, six for birdie. Um, just couldn't get one to go in. And then I get to nine, hit it in there like thirty feet, leave it about three feet short, straight up the hill. Same putt I had last year almost to qualify. Um, and this year I hit a little bit too hard and it went in the lip and horseshoed right back at me. Brutal. So. And I didn't know exactly where I was at going into that hole. So, like, that putt lips out, and it's slowly trickling backwards towards me because the greens are so fast. And, like, it felt like my, like, 
heart dropped or something. But yeah, I mean, I I just didn't know where I was at, so I um, I just tapped it in and uh, went and signed everything. We checked scoring and uh, saw that I was kind of at that point. I think it was going to be like a two for one playoff. Um, and then Dylan, we made a double on seven and made it a three for two playoff. Um, and it, it, that playoff was a ton of fun. I made like a good putt, eight, seven, eight footer to keep it going on the first playoff hole for par. And then Alex Shockey and I played just really solid. We both made two birdies and four par or five pars through seven holes of the playoff. Um, both made a couple of clutch putts to keep it going. And then, uh, he had a really good chip shot on 17 and, um, it was really, really dark. I missed like a 10 footer. Could be, could barely see. Um, so yeah, I'd say in the moment there was a lot of disappointment. Um, I just felt like with everything that had happened, you know, the putt lipping out, the eight hole playoff, I just felt like there had to be a reason for everything that was happening. Yeah. Um, and I just tried to keep the faith. Um, did a lot of praying this last week and I had a lot of good feelings about, you know, we got third on the reallotment list from Springfield. Um, so I felt like, you know, only needing three spots to open up. I think I felt like I had a decent chance and then punched a lot of numbers with, uh, OWGR trying to calculate as best I could. Um, cause I know they hold like six spots for, uh, world ranking after, after the Canadian open, I think only three of those filled. So I think that's how I got in. Um, so yeah, it was crazy. Um, I'm thankful that I had the Palmer Cup right after because yeah. I think going there, I kind of had something to keep my mind off of it a little bit. Um, still thought about it a ton, but uh, was able to kind of get to the Palmer Cup super early Tuesday morning um, and just kind of got there and told myself like, "Hey, like no matter what happened yesterday, you're playing the Palmer Cup right now, so let's let's enjoy it, let's soak it in." Um, and I thought I did a decent job of that. I had, had a ton of fun um, with some good friends and teammates there. So it was cool. And then um, my dad, my caddy Jake, and I uh, flew into LAX super late Saturday. Um, went to the course Sunday. Was I was just kind of planning on being like an on-site alternate. Yeah. Um, if I get the call, I get the call. But if not, I get the experience of playing practice rounds at the Open and seeing how my game fits a major course and all that. So I was I was excited for that regardless. But definitely wanted to get in. I mean it would stink it would kinda of stink to make the trip out here and not get to play. Um so I went to the course Sunday and um Robbie Zalsnick from the USGA told me a couple times throughout Sunday that he was gonna have an update for me that night. Um so we left the course, went to dinner and he he calls me and he says Hey, I'm just making sure your phone's on, so that if I call you, if I call you with an update, that you answer. And I was like, okay. And then I hang up, and five seconds later, he calls me right back, and he goes, "Well, you better at answer this one because you're in." That's awesome. <laughs> um, I guess he had told Jake before we left the course to like that he was going to call me once, and then Jake needed to start recording on my phone. So I was pretty impressed. I was pretty impressed that Jake held that in uh, for about an hour. Um, That's amazing. That. Yeah, I was pretty impressed because he was just as happy as, as I was when Robbie did call me. Um, but yeah, it was 
it was a cool moment. I think the, the feeling I got when I got that call was similar to the feeling I had last year when I made that putt on nine to qualify. Um, and it's just, it's just the best feeling in golf. I mean, winning, winning a college or amateur event, um, is, is a really special feeling, but like punching your ticket to a major championship, it's a different one. Um, especially being a college golfer right now, I think that that's like the ultimate, um, ultimate thing we can do in golf right now is punch a ticket to a major. Yeah. So it's amazing how many AMs there are in the field too. Yeah, I was I was impressed to see 19. It's got to be close to a record or something. Yeah, I don't know, but it, it's uh, it's pretty great. So, so you you get in, and now like, how much learning are you doing from last year's experience at Brookline? Are there things that you're trying to do again that you felt like this was a this was the right thing to do? And are there things you're maybe learned from that you're going to avoid doing? Um, from last year? I think the biggest one is last year. I was so excited when I got there and just so amazed by everything that I played 18 holes Sunday, <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yeah. And by the time the tournament came around, I didn't really know it, but looking back, I was definitely pretty tired. Um, so my plan this week was a little different. I played nine Monday, played 18 yesterday, and I'm playing nine today. Um, so 36, uh, or yeah, 36 less holes than I played um, leading up to it last year. So I, I hope my body will be in a little bit better place um, tiredness-wise. But I think that was the biggest thing I learned last year was not to overdo it. Um, definitely soak up the experience, enjoy everything, but I'm spending a little bit more time like hanging out in player hospitality and stuff this year than I was. Um, so I'm just, I'm just, you know, taking it all in. It's, um, it's my second major. It feels, you know, I still got all the, all the excitement and nerves from last year, but I definitely think I feel more comfortable. I remember last year, um, being in the player services office and on the practice screen and seeing guys like Jordan Spieth and, Brooks and DJ and Rory and being kind of like starstruck and rattled. Um, and then this year, um, seeing those guys felt a little bit more, more normal. Cause I, I'd been there before. Um, so it, it felt, it felt good and, um, exciting. I played some practice rounds so far with, um, some really good players. I played with Cam Young on Monday, Matt Kuchar, um, so just kind of the more exposure I have to guys that are veterans and bigger names, I think the more comfortable I'll feel out here. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited. Did, uh, did you and Cam Young trade notes about being the, the sons of head of uh, club pros? No, I actually <laughs> didn't ask him. I didn't oh. say anything about that one. I probably should have, though. Um, what's, uh, what's something about the golf course that you uh, you really like? Um, I love how demanding it is off the tee. I think it's so challenging, but it's so fair because it's it's not like extremely narrow, but the penalty for missing the fairway, like it's kind of, the fener, the fairways are somewhat generous, but if you miss the fairway, you have a very small chance of getting it on or around the green because this is like the rough out here is like thick Bermuda and the ball just once it gets into 
the rough just goes all the way to the bottom. Yeah. And it just it's just so hard to get anything more than like a gap wedge on it without the rough just completely grabbing the club face. Um, and then the fairway bunkers. I mean, you can get a decent lie, but you can also get a lie where you literally have to chip it out sideways because um, there's some nasty grass around it and some lips. And um, it, it's it's a it's a cool place. It's different. Um, I thought Brookline last year felt like you know a USGA Championship Northeast, um, thick rough, narrow fairways, uh, firm greens. This one is just a different kind of different kind of feel. Um, it's a little bit more. I don't know if modern is the right word, but just um, just weird characteristics you don't see in every golf course. And I think it's pretty cool to uh, that the USGA picked this place to have a, a US Open. It's a little more different than a typical US Open venue like Brookline or Torrey or Pebble or something like that. But uh, yeah, I like the course a lot. Um, the greens have been probably a little slower than they're looking for for the tournament the last few days, but um, there's a lot of grass on the green, so I think if they want to get them cooking, they can definitely do that. One thing I heard, I can't remember who said it, um, but they were talking about like just realizing over the course of the week how the golf course changes. It might have been Olin Brown mm-hmm. Jr., um, whose dad played at 12 U.S. Opens. And Is that something that you are kind of paying more attention to this year and maybe not giving the core, like you just mentioned the greens, not giving some aspects of the course as much credit because you know, on Thursday, it's going to just look a little bit different or maybe a lot different. Yeah. Um, definitely spending time on and around the greens in the practice rounds. I've been kind of noticing like 10 and inside foot putts are just not holding their line as well because there's just a little extra grass. Yeah. So I've been trying to, kind of have some grace with myself and you know not be too upset if I'm missing putts in the practice round because they're just they're not rolling as you know as perfect as you would expect and I I know that like they gave me a um a reference sheet yesterday that said their target is 13 and a half by Thursday okay and they're probably like 11 yesterday on on Tuesday so um just kind of not overdoing my lag putt practice right now and kind of saving that for um, Wednesday afternoon and Thursday morning, um, I think is going to be helpful because the last thing you want to do is prepare for greens that are rolling at 11 and then all of a sudden they're rolling 13 and your speed's off. Yeah. So, um, but I think throughout the rest of the course, everything's going to stay pretty pretty similar. Fairways are firm and, I mean, the rough's plenty thick, so I don't think they need to need to water it or anything <laughs> yeah oh, that's interesting that's a good that's a good insight about the green speed and like just how to practice and dial dial things in uh jake on the bag again yep what is that like how how cool is that for him to be able to drop everything and and be there again with you and just nice probably to have someone who has experience with you at the u.s open already yeah it's, it's huge he uh just like I did, he learned a ton last year. Um, he's been really on my case this year, making sure I don't overwork myself the days leading up to it, which I really appreciate. Um, but you know, he's got he's got the same goal in mind as I do this year. He wants to be he wants to go around this place four times starting on Thursday, um, just like I do. And um, it's I think it's super valuable valuable to have him here. Um, 
with work he doesn't get to caddy a ton, but he always he always caddies the big ones. You know, he's always at the USAM. He's always at the Jones Cup. Um, so I I just think more experience for him is only going to serve us well as we go forward. Um, and yeah, I think I can tell um, just the way he's handled handled himself this week that he learned a lot at the U.S. Open last year. Um, so we finally got him a. A second strap for the bag, so he doesn't have to one shoulder it all the way around. But uh, um, he's excited, uh, just as I am. So it's just so cool to have um, one of my best friends. He's going to be my best man in my wedding in a few months. So um, it's just so cool to share that experience with someone you grew up with, someone you love. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, he, he, at least he won't have to run out to like the fifth or sixth hole like he did at Ridgewood um, <laughs> this summer. Yeah. <laughs> That was yeah, amazing. he got the whole week, he got the whole week off this week. Thankfully, <laughs> that's great. Um, last thing, just it it stuck in my mind watching to go back to just Springfield to put a bow on all of this. You you talked a little bit about just losing some self belief. Um, I think you were talking to Rex Hoggard um, after mm. after the playoff, and I just can you talk a little bit about your your year at Ohio State and and some maybe some moments that kind of had an impact on on that self-belief um i know it's probably not the best thing to talk about the day before a major but it seems like you're in a good place right now um Mm -hmm. you're playing in the u.s open again so like how how did how you felt on monday now change up to wednesday winning a palmer cup getting into the u.s open and uh, maybe adding a little bit of self-belief to uh to your golf game yeah um i just i wrestle with um, where the line is between like humble confidence and like pride and cockiness, you know? Yep. Um, and I just, I'm starting to learn. Uh, I talked a lot with my, my coach at Ohio State, Jay Mosley, after I played really well the first round at Nationals. Um, and then the second round of Nationals, I had a really bad, bad round, bad finish. I was, you know, our team had a bad day and I was just kind of putting all the blame on myself kind of as the leader of the team, you know, our engine goes as I go sometimes. So, um, I just felt like I let guys down. I felt like I let our program down that day. And he was just in my ear. Like, you know, he was, he was letting me know that we're at nationals because of me. Um, and that my role on the team has played a huge role with everybody else. Like, Without everybody on the team, we wouldn't be here. So I need to give myself some credit because um, I'm I'm a big part of that. So um, we talked we talked a good bit and we had a good conversation. And I didn't play great the next two rounds at nationals, but I played. You know, I, I got off to bad starts both rounds, and I just battled. And I think that 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 produced some confidence within me that you know if I really even after a bad start, if I just kind of set my mind on you know playing Maxwell Moldem in golf fairways and greens um and and just keeping it keeping the ball in front of me and not trying to do too much then i am one of the best players in the country and um i just you know i've had a lot of good this spring i played i played really consistent golf um pretty much the whole spring and um i just it took me all the way until auburn regional to get over the hump and win i felt like i played good enough to win but i think that i think that not winning yet was a little bit of that 
um, doubt that I had in my mind or a little bit of lack of self-belief, like when am I going to win, you know, I, I got to get, get it done at some point. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the Palmer Cup helped um, kind of realizing that, you know, I'm there, I belong there with the 12 other best or 11 other best men college golfers in the country. Um, I think I kind of had to convince myself that a little bit. But once I got there and started playing, um, I realized where I was at. And I think that's that's going to serve me well the rest of this summer. Um, and then being here, I mean, how can you not be confident when you're at a major championship? You've got to be. So, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm trying to stay humble, but also trying to develop a an extreme confidence in myself that, you know, Scotty Scheffler's a guy I look up to a ton and he's extremely humble. You never hear him say anything cocky, but you know, watching him play and listening to him talk that he knows and thinks he's the best player in the world. Um, so I, I need to find that. And I think I'm getting, I think I'm getting there. Um, but I've still got a long way to go. And, um, I think that this week's only going to help. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a heck of a journey this spring. And, um, I can just always feel that, you know, there's something in my life, something in my game that um, always needs to continue getting better, and that's that's the fun of the fun of life. Um, you've always got room to improve, and um, I'm kind of learning that right now. So, just thankful that um, you know prayers were answered, and I got the opportunity to play at the U.S. Open. Uh, God is good. My family and friends are all coming out here, traveling out here yesterday and today. Awesome. Um, it's just. It's just an experience last year that um, I've been able to smile every time I look back on, and now I get another one. So I'm just happy, happy to be. No wearing purple and gold out there. Just only green. No purple and gold. Oh, you, you know I won't. If I wear purple, it, there won't be gold anywhere, and if I wear gold, there won't be purple anywhere. Any uh, Jason Tatum jerseys <laughs> in your bag this week, or uh, you're gonna you, you keeping that one in uh, in the in the closet? Well, I was kind of hope I was kind of hoping a couple weeks ago that maybe I'd I be know. able to go to a finals game out here. Um, the, the Lakers let us down big time, and the the Seas tried, but man, that was that was fun. That was a fun series, but laying an egg, at, laying, laying an egg in Game Seven at home really tough looks. Tough look. Yeah, would have been. Did you go? I did. I was there. I was there. It was a, it was a um, tough one to be there for watching. Um, Watching a trophy get handed out for the second straight year in TD Garden was um, was tough, but I stuck around for it. And uh, it's, I think it's those things are those things are good to watch, whether it's your team or not. Just watching guys kind of reach the pinnacle is, is pretty cool. But it was the wrong it was the wrong team that won. <laughs> yeah, I know it kind of stinks. Yeah. Well, uh, good luck. Where what, you playing the front nine, back nine today? I'm playing the back with uh, Ryan Armour, fellow Buckeye, yeah. and. Uh, Cam Smith and Adam Scott, I think, joined oh, the group. Man. So it'll Some be Aussies. A... That's amazing. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Cam Smith, it's, he's great. Uh, well, looking forward to uh, watching you out here in prime time in Boston. And uh, hopefully, like you said, we get to watch you play four times this week. Um, good luck. Play well. And uh, go Buckeyes. All right. Thanks, thanks, Sean. Appreciate you having me. That's it for today's podcast. Make sure you subscribe so new episodes are delivered to you every week. Also, check out AmateurGolf.com. We provide the most extensive schedules, news, rankings, and results in the amateur game from around the world. 
Remember that we are also giving away a 50% discount to anyone who is a first-time member if you just use the code BIRDIE50, it's B-I-R-D-I-E-5-0, for 50% off a membership. It is well worth it. And until next time, keep it right of the trees on the left and keep it left of the trees on the right.